Hi everyone, Saint Maid here. This video was brought to you by a donation from S, and here's what she has to say. Good day. I've written a book called Trails of Sorrows, Tears of Joy, based on actual events. The book is only $4.19, and the paperback is also the same price at Amazon. The link is below. This book is written as a play. It consists of three major stories. The first story is based on an actual event, although the names have changed. The first story is about a girl who endured the abuse of her stepmother and half-brother and eventually won a Supreme Court land dispute. The victory led to Igbo women having inheritance rights in Nigeria. The second story is about a woman who suffered humiliation from her husband for giving birth to twin girls instead of boys. She had a happy ending, though. The third story is about two different sisters who have very different paths in life because of the choices they've made when they were younger. On the surface, this book had all the feminist girl power cliche indicators. But if you read the book, you'll realize that it's actually a very blood-colored pill. My aim is to slowly trick the modern woman to become red-pilled, one reader at a time. I know it's a leap of faith and a far-fetched goal, but I'm willing to go the distance. I just need the eyeballs to be aware of my book and start reading it. I believe that you can make things happen. Well, S, thanks for the donation as well as the book review. I'll get right to it. The book is mostly different women discussing their lives in Nigeria and their relationships to men and each other. It begins with Emily as she bursts into a room and violently takes down her half-brother and stepmother physically. She shames her brother and calls him weak. He is white knighting for his mother, defending her from Emily. Emily is angry and is waiting for two more days until Nigeria allows women to have an inheritance rights in the country. Then she can inherit her father's wealth instead of it going to her half-brother with Emily's stepmom. Chika is the stepmother and Matthew is her incompetent son, probably in line to inherit the property, but Emily, which is painted as the more competent woman, is going to get that money. So all will be fair in this world, it seems. Chika was upset that Matthew didn't get his friends to kill Emily. That's when he slaps her in the face when she suggests that he should kill his own half-sister. She says he's not a real man because he doesn't want to do it. That's shaming language, plain and simple. And her simping son starts to stand up to his mother. Scene 2 is a flashback with young Chica watching as her mother is left with nothing when her husband dies, and his brother Granik inherits all of his brother's property, and Chica and her mother and sister have to move onto the streets. You can tell this is clearly a highly patriarchal society. Having a son guarantees that he inherits the wealth and his mother is going to work hard to keep him close. This is where we're introduced to Ngozi, another woman with her twin daughters. Scene 3 shows us Ngozi was unjustly kicked out by her husband along with her daughters. I found this somewhat puzzling because typically, men white knight and love women. Only men that are sociopaths would actually behave like Chad, her husband. He basically kicked them out because he found another wife that gave him a son. Sons are blessed in that society and daughters are looked down upon. Is it possible that it isn't exactly Chad's fault and that he's been manipulated by a new woman in his life? The men earn the money in Nigeria, so in some ways, doesn't it make sense that wealth is passed down to those that earn and manage the household finances? Women are depicted as the victims of the law, other women and men in this book. I've heard stuff like that for many years. I'll discuss more in a moment, but let me first tell everyone about today's sponsor, Chris Whalen. He's a U.S. business tax expert serving clients in North America and abroad. The first consultation is always free, just like men going their own way. He's also a fellow MGTOW and will keep your pills red, but brings your books back to black. Reach out to Chris Whalen, CPA, today for all your personal and business accounting needs before taking care of your sexual needs. Sponsor link is down below.
Anyways, now back to would you smash the hot African women in the slideshow of this video, Clown World Show. So now we move on to Act 2, Scene 1. Ngozi, the woman with her two twin daughters, was seduced by her ex-husband's money, cars, and resources, and didn't do a good job vetting his personality before marrying him. Really? Women are always gossiping about guys to each other. Plus, in a society where if the man leaves you, your life is ruined, you'd think that women would want to make sure that guys that fall in love with them fall hard. So Ngozi's daughters grow up and she's going to her daughter's wedding. And another evil man prevents her from getting too close to the ceremony, asking her to watch it from the cheap seats. Get this, because apparently her having two daughters is bad luck, it seems. I'm not sure how this is red-pilled. It shows the injustices some women have endured from cruel men before 1999, being kicked out and not having control of their destiny. So far, the men are cruel or downright evil or incompetent. Not a single healthy male role model here. So is this really blood pill red so far? Later, we learn that after Ngozi's husband left her, he was cuckolded by his new wife with another man's baby. The woman stole his money in the end, deeds and property. But how is that possible if Nigeria won't allow women to inherit anything? I was kind of confused by that. One year later, Ngozi's daughter, I think, gives birth to two sons. A guy named Ogachekwu is the husband. He's doing a happy dance in the hospital room when he finds out that his wife has given birth to two sons. But of course, we all know that he'd probably behave badly if she gave birth to two daughters. Him being a good guy appears to be a conditional on the sex of the children. He then tells Shiomi, his mother, that she will never see her grandkids because she forced his wife's mother, Ngozi, to stand at the back of the room at the wedding. This is the first man that defends a woman in 20% of the way through the book. But I wonder if she manipulated him to do so. That he's being a white knight for his wife by turning on his own mother, and then maybe Ngozi influenced her daughter to convince him to do that. With women, it's the unseen and unspoken network of them that you really have to worry about. So they abandon Shiomi, and she has to suffer alone for what we assume to be the rest of her life. Because she wouldn't let another woman see her daughter's wedding up close. They're right to confront her, but the punishment was way too harsh. But later on, we learn that she can apologize and then move back in with them. So they give her an out. But they expect her to grovel first. At this point, a bunch more drama is introduced with the pregnancy by Lucy, the daughter of Martha. And I think a lot of guys are going to have some issues trying to keep the story straight at this point. I would also say that if you're one of the 5-10% to 10 of my audience is female, then this would be a good amount of drama for you. You'll have fun imagining all the unseen things that women are doing in this book, manipulating men behind the scenes who are typically assholes. But for us men, we have a hard time keeping track of what's going on with each woman. We have trouble keeping track of shopping for Christmas presents, let alone drama like this. So Lucy is pregnant by a man named AJ. His mother is named Bianna, and she's upset about her son getting Lucy pregnant as well. So AJ won't marry her, so she takes her life and hangs from a tree lifelessly. Martha sees her daughter hanging there, and yet the village attacks her for some reason. She just lost her daughter. Isn't that punishment enough? I see a lot of this book as drama for drama's sake. Honestly, it's a book for women. The way that S said. If you're a black man listening to this, and then maybe you can buy this book as a stocking stuffer for your sister or mother. She'll probably appreciate it. The message I'm getting so far about a third of the way in is that women punish other women. Men, for the most part, punish women too. It doesn't matter if there's some major red pill twist at the end of this book. A lot of guys will get tired of the drama before ever getting to the end. But women, on the other hand, will probably read it. Continuing on, we're introduced to Madame Sharp Sharp, as well as Charles, Gazelle, and Cozy. This part of the book, just like what came before, is written in a conversational style, because it's all being written as a play. 
I honestly think that it would work in that medium well because then guys can remember faces because we're more visual than verbal. This book starts off being about women's property rights, but it's mostly about how women's relationships are impacted by a system that turns husband against wife, son against mother, and woman against woman. It would make sense on paper that equality works, but the consequence of women gaining the ability to inherit money from their male relatives is going to be a situation where women won't need men and are no longer dependent on them meaning that the birth rates will end up plummeting. Equal rights I agree with in principle, but in the end they lead to population collapse because women reject the majority of men out there, where before they had no choice but to be with an unattractive beta or they would suffer on the streets and no one would want them. In Nigeria, the fertility rate in 1999 was six children per woman. Now it's down to five. By 2050, it'll be between two and three, or just barely above replacement. The only solution longer term is to use technology to reproduce or for some more basic societies to roll back some of women's rights. One man with multiple wives only works if one man can afford that many. I predict that many women will experience a new sorrow of childlessness and cat feces. The manosphere is filled with pills that are period blood red. At the end of the book it says this and I quote, On Friday, June 1st, 2016, the Supreme Court held at the Court of Appeal, Lagos, was right to avoid the Igbo native law and custom that disinherited female children. The Nigerian constitution states that no citizen of Nigeria shall be subjected to disability or deprivation merely by reason of circumstances of this birth. Therefore, the right of the female child and child born out of wedlock to have a share in the estate of their father are now constitutional in Nigeria. Again, if you're a man listening to this and you want to get this for your special woman in your life, to make her learn more about drama, women have to endure in Nigeria, then pick up a copy. Once again, the ebook is $4.19 and the paperback is the same price at the Amazon link down below. Instead of focusing on dialogue and characters, as a man, we focus way too much on facts. Then again, if you're a guy that's into drama, then you'll also like it. Anyways, that's it for today. Thanks, Tess, for the donation and topic. Don't forget to smash the like button the way that women in Nigeria used to worry about having a son or their husband might smash another woman that would give them a son instead. Bang the bell and check out the mystery link. Follow me on BitChute, Twitter, and Facebook to get tomorrow's video today. Subscribe to me on Minds, Odyssey, MGTOW.TV, and Rumble to get the video for the day after tomorrow. This channel's been demonetized, and if you want to help me keep making content, then please support me through Subscribestar. There's a link to it in the description. Or you can do an hour-long coaching chat with the Sandman for $45 US dollars and I won't rush you out the door like a cheap whore. Thanks for taking your daily dose of red pills, and remember, a red pill a day keeps the countries that give women the right to own property and eventually have falling populations away. So enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers.